Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Rabbi Abby Soslin. Today we're studying Moed Katan, Daf Yud Aleph, page 11. One of the things I love about going through the Talmud is getting to learn some of the fun facts that the rabbis present about ancient life. On today's daf, we have some goodies. Before our chapter ends at the bottom of daf yud Aleph, the rabbis give us some practical advice on random matters, specifically on eating and pickling fish. My favorite moment is when Rav tells us the advice he got from Ada Tzayada, Ada the fisherman. He says, Kavra samuch de misriche ma'alei. Fish is at its best when it's close to Misrache, smelling or stinking. So, did the ancients think the way we do today about fish? Not exactly. Just for fun, look at this fabulous passage about when fish is at its best. Rashi, living many centuries after Rav, explains this advice. He says, Yafehu, it is best, le'acharzman, after a while, shenitzod, after a while after it's been caught, yoter, mehahi she'ata denitzod. It's much better than the moment when it has just been caught. Rashi sees the way to eat good fish as slightly different from the way we see it today. Tosafot, only um, a century or two after Rashi, are less convinced. And they say, in these days, you can actually catch danger when you eat fish so close to its rotting, so close to its starting to smell. Tosafot suggests it is possible that some of the rifu'at, the trufat, the remedies in the Talmud have changed. And so Tosafot says, well, this is one of those things that may no longer be the case. Bazman hazeh. Turns out that we don't have to follow everything in the Talmud. We can be assured that it is okay, according to Jewish law, to eat fresh fish and to benefit from the age of refrigeration. <laughs> so now we move to Perik Bet, the second chapter of the Masechet on Amod Bet of Ardaf. The second chapter deals with the confluence of Chola Moed and the laws of mourning, Avelut. If someone begins a project, in this case, beginning the work of pressing olives, and has to interrupt it for a variety of reasons, whether for Avelut, mourning, or Ones, some accident, or another reason, he may do some of that project on Chola Moed. Implicit in the Mishnah is the idea that Avelut, mourning, makes certain tasks prohibited to the mourner. The Gemara brings a Brita which suggests that others may do some of the labors for the mourner, and in these cases, the mourner may benefit when others do those labors. But the end of our daf brings a strange story about a case where a mourner did not allow himself to benefit from others during his mourning period, even though it may have been permitted. Marion Bere de Ravin, Umar Bere de Ravacha, Bere de Rava, 
Havalahu hahu gamla de Torah bahade hadade. Marion, the son of Ravin, and Mar, the son of Ravacha, the son of Rava, they owned a yoke of oxen between them. Each of them owned one animal. Itra be milte de marbere de Ravacha, bere de Rava, a bad thing happened to Mar, the son of Ravacha, the son of Rava. And that is, he went into mourning. Ufaske legamle, and he removed his ox from the yoke. Basically, he said, I don't want my ox doing any of this work. He did not want to benefit from the work of his animal. But this posed a problem for later generations. Some are Ravashi. Ravashi asks, Gavar Rabba Kimar Bere de Rav Acha, Avid Hachi, wait. A great man like Mar, the son of Ravacha, did this? Nehi delif sida dide lachayish. Okay, granted. He wasn't worried about his own hefsed, his own loss of the benefit of his ox. Ad acharim lachayish. But wasn't he worried about the loss of others? He shared a yoke with Marion Bure de Ravine. What about his loss? Especially when it would be permitted truly for Marbureta Ravacha to benefit from the oxen, even though he was in mourning, how could he allow this loss for Marion Bureta Ravin, his business partner in this yoke of oxen? The Gemara offers an answer here, which we see um, in many places in the Talmud. Adam Chashuv Shani, an important person, is different. He must follow a more stringent standard because he is Mar de Rav Acha, the grandson of Rava, the son of Rav Acha, he has a different standard. There are different standards for important people. They have to be careful. As Rashi explains, if he had actually gotten into a business arrangement during his mourning period, that would have been prohibited if he had been doing the work himself. And others may have gotten the wrong impression that they would be permitted to do something that was not actually permitted. So it would have looked possibly like he was doing work on during his Avelut period. So this is one of those ideas behind the notion of Marit Ayin, which we often, uh, I hear mentioned a lot today, the concern with being seen doing something that is actually right, but that might look like it's wrong. For example, you might be eating a completely kosher salad in the window of a lobster restaurant. Many Jews will say, well, I don't care what people think of me. I'm secure in my Judaism. I know that what I'm doing is halachically okay. But the fact is, it's not that we might avoid doing things because others might judge us or because they are wrong, but rather because we might cause them to make a mistake and think that the wrong thing is within a law. So that someone might think, oh, she's eating there. Well, then that lobster restaurant must be kosher. That's what concerns Marbaray de Ravacha, that others might misunderstand his action and think the law is different than it actually is. Each of us today is, in our own way and in our own circles, an Adam Chashuv, an important person. The Gemara is reminding us that we need to be careful about the messages that we send. I would argue that this is also important with regard to the politics that we espouse and the things that we say. We need to be so careful to recognize that people often look to us 
those of us who study Talmud on a regular basis, those of us who are part of the religious community, they look to us to see what are we thinking, what are we doing, and what are we saying. Not necessarily in order to judge us, but very often in order to model their own ideas and ways of thinking and acting after us. Adam Chashiv Shani, an important person needs to have a little bit of a different standard. We have influence, and that can be a big responsibility. The Gemara is reminding us in the name of Mar to use our influence wisely. Adam Chashiv Shani, until tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.